spirit of the doer, God, just let it rise up in us today. Put a press. God, put a press for your kingdom within us today. Lord, I praise you and I trust you. I thank you for the opportunity, God, to come together and meet together with our church family, God, with other believers. I thank you for the opportunity, God, to come to the house of God and worship. I thank you for it, God, and I know that you're talking to us today. Be with us, God. Be with us and order our steps, God, as we continue through this service, God. And I'm going to pray, God, at this time. God, I'm going out, Lord, and I'm sitting in the word, God, of protection, God, for your children. God, for those that are seeking you and crying out against the evil in the land, God, just as you spoke. God, in your word, and you spoke about the man with the writer's ink horn, and he went through and he marked those that cried inside against the evil in the land. God, I ask you right now, God, that you mark the righteous this day, God, those in the midst of the storm, God, when the storm's coming, God, and all the things that are coming on the earth. God, there's many judgments ahead, God, because it's on the head of the wicked, God, but not the righteous God. You let us stand and you let us stand as righteous God in the midst of all the evil God. Even though it may happen around us God. But you keep us in the midst of the storm. You keep us in the midst of the storm Father. And you keep the righteous. You take the fear from their hearts God. You take the fear from our hearts. And let us stand on your word and trust you. God I trust you and I believe you God. I thank you for your divine protection Lord. I thank you for your divine protection God. And for your hand upon us, God, and that your will be done. Lord, I thank you for it, God. I thank you, Lord, and I speak peace, God. I speak peace to the believer right now, God. Those that are listening, God, and watching, God, I speak peace. I speak the peace of God in Jesus' name. God, not the peace that the world can give, but the peace that your Spirit can give. God, I speak it. God, I speak it by your Spirit and by your unction, Lord, I speak it. In Jesus' name, God, I speak peace. God, I speak peace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, I speak peace to whatever's going on. God, I speak peace in Jesus' name. God, and I thank you, Lord, for your protection. God, I thank you for it. Hallelujah. God, I praise you, Lord, and I worship you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. You have been so merciful to us. God, you have placed this word of truth right here before us, God, and you have given us personal access God, to the revelation of your kingdom and the understanding, God, we can ask any question at any time, God, and we have a body of believers we can come to stand with us in prayer. God, we have faithful believers. God, I thank you for having mercy on us and placing the word of truth right here in LJ, in Cardiacay uh, community. God, I thank you for that right here, Lord, right here in this church, God, you've placed the spirit of truth. God, the word of truth is here, and I thank you for that, God. Hallelujah. Let us always hunger for the truth, Lord, and I ask it, my God, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Just reach to him another moment or two before you take your seats. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Glory be to your name, Lord. It's about lifting you up, Jesus. Oh, it's about lifting up your holy name, Lord. You are so righteous. You are more righteous than we can imagine. Lord, you're more holy than we can imagine. Oh, my God, help us to honor you, God. Help us to let our life be your honor, Lord, and give you honor. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Let our life be your testimony. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I love you. 
God, I thank you for the spirit and presence that I feel. God, I ask that you let people listening and watching feel it too, Lord. Let the spirit of this word go into their hearts. God, you showed me that in the last couple of days, God. So I pray, God, let those that doubt it, God, I move the doubt, Lord, and I speak faith, God. I let the spirit of this word enter into them. Your spirit knows no distance. It knows no distance. Hallelujah. My God, thank you, Jesus. You can be seated if you can. And if you want, hallelujah, the Spirit of God is so stirring and working right now. I want you all to be very encouraged and very excited this morning. I want you to be very attentive to what the Lord is saying, God. Not just this morning, but really it's kind of what He's spoken over the last few months. And He's given us instruction that we're to listen and discern the hour that we're in. That's our job. And He's given us so many signs and He's confirming it. He's confirming it. So I want you to be encouraged. You know, I've been doing a lot of reading, making it through the chronological Bible. Hallelujah. And I'm in Ezra. Woo! Making progress. I got those other heavy prophets behind me. Chronological's not laid out, you know, the same as your King J- as your, you know, regular Bible is. So, oh my God, y'all better be thanking God I didn't have the mic when I was in Daniel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Woo-wee! That's some heavy stuff. <laughs> I'm on in Ezra now, Nehemiah, glory, and Esther. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, they, they, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole story of it, but, you know, Zerubbabel was the one. He was. Do you know Zerubbabel? I've learned all this from all this reading, but he was not even uh, have a title. He was just a leader. He was just a man who was stirred up. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't a priest. I find nowhere that there's a title. I can asterisk that. I may come across it. But to this point in my studies, I have seen no title given to Zerubbabel. He took 60,000 people back to Jerusalem to build the temple. He was just a leader, if you want to just say that. So, you don't have to have a title. Be a leader. Be a leader. Be a leader. And he led those people back. And they started building the temple. That's the first thing they started on. Is is building that temple and that foundation of God. But they got discouraged along the way. And this is where I'm going to kind of tag on here. And and go on to what God is is doing right now. So, you know, I'm really giving you the Cliff Notes version here. So Ezra comes along. they, They get discouraged. They get hindered along the way. And Ezra comes along. And he encourages them. And he said, oh, no, the other the prophets came along. Excuse me. He, I told you, i got all these names in my head. Uh, Haggai and Zephaniah, I believe, are the two, or Zechariah. I get them confused. But anyhow, Zephaniah, I think it is. But they come and they give them encouraging words. They say, get going. You know, get building, get building, get building. Don't, you know, don't stop. Go back to what the Lord's told you to do. What has the Lord been speaking to us? He's saying, get your dedications right. Get encouraged. Get things together. So we're going to, I know last week Pastor brought out the prophecy that was spoken in July. He's going to probably talk about another prophecy today. There was a word of instruction ministered that he handed out last weekend. The Lord is lining things up. He started in April telling us about that Son of Man visitation where he was making himself real to us. And then we saw how the Lord moved on Sister Patty last couple weeks ago when she was here and just how that was such an envelopment and that was just the Christ 
So we have to discern. You got to be up. That's what the Lord said in that YouTube video Pastor put up. It's time to be up and about the Father's business. Yes. So we've been working on that. I mean, like, really. It's not perfect, but we are doing, trying to do what he says every day. We're working on it. Not perfect, but we're getting there. We're putting our hand to the plow. And that's what he said, put your hand to the plow. So mom and I were out. Uh, we were just doing some shopping. We went to BJ's and uh, don't get excited. It wasn't like, you know, shopping. I hate to shop, shop, shop. This was just like groceries because we had to do it. You know, some people are like, oh, Sister Lisa shops. And I don't, so what if I did? But I'm not one that enjoys that. But anyway, let me get on point here. So we're at BJ's, and I'm always looking for an opportunity for the Spirit of God to use us. But I wasn't feeling any special stir. I wasn't, you know, but I am. You learn to make yourself accessible to the Lord. So we're in the aisle where the boost is. Y'all know that boost that comes in those drinks, and it comes in a case, and there's a lady in a wheelchair. And mom, uh, she, she saw her trying to get a case, and my 82-year-old mom steps up she says let me help you with that <laughs> you know i was further down the aisle with the buggy but she was right there and she said and the lady's like no i can do it mom says no let me get that for you and she gets it puts it in there and they they start talking and they finish and the lady starts telling her about her knee and how bad her, her knee hurts and different things and so mom's just kind of talking and the last thing mama says as she walks away you know, you know you're always looking for that open door for the lord right to see if it's gonna take traction if you don't do that, I recommend it. Find a way to throw the Lord in there because it will draw out folks that, would, that might not just jump up and start talking about the Lord. So she said, the Lord bless you and keep you as you go your way. Something to that effect. The woman, she says, oh, yes, you got to have the Lord's blessing. It got this woman going. And she said, oh, honey, if we, if we start talking about the Lord, we'll be here for two hours. You know, and she said, so they talked a minute or two, and they, we went our separate ways. We go on up to check out. We get up there at the checkout, and she's right there. So she's right over here, and we just kind of acknowledged, but we didn't make a, you know, a whole scene. And there's a, a lady that works there at this store and that knows us very well because we have a reputation of talking about the Lord. Because every time we go in there, we talk about the Lord. And this lady's always coming up. We've prayed for her before. Just right there in the store, just all kinds of things. Somebody fell out in that store one time, had a heart attack. Mom and I, the whole store, the lady's wife is screaming, throwing the phone down. You know, it's just a great big drama scene. And Mom and I just go walking right back there. We said, let's go. Went back there, prayed for that man. Go to the hospital with the man and the woman. Make sure they're okay. So we got a reputation. With this particular register woman uh, that works, we got a reputation of being about Jesus and making sure his will is done. We're all about that. And we go, and we, anyway, that man went to the hospital. He turned out to be fine and et cetera, et cetera. We, we follow that. We want to make sure. So that's our reputation. So this woman comes up to mom and I when we're checking out at the register lady. And she says, oh, how y'all, you know, we're hugging and talking about the Lord. And so our little wheelchair lady's over here. She says, I told y'all if we get talking about the Lord, we're going to be here two hours. And, you know, we say a few more things there about the Lord and kind of laugh on, you know, just a pleasant. And we go on out the door uh, or whatever. We go on about our way. We get to the car. And lo and behold, she's parked right in front of us. So I'm looking at her. I'm like, all right, Lord, because I had been reaching ever since I heard about her knee. And I, but I never felt anything. But I was just reaching. So we're loading up the car. And uh, I 
got ready to go ahead and start the car because uh, just to let it start cooling off. It was a little warm, so let it cool off. I get to the driver's door. Mom's unloading in the back, and I'm standing there, and that lady's there, and she's still talking about the Lord, and she says something about her knee. She says, you know, those doctors, they just need to get, they just need to fix my knee and leave it alone. She said, they have got it all messed up, and she kept, you know, she says, is it hurting? And, and I'm standing there, and I just, before I knew it, I said, you mind if I, I said, would you like me to pray for you about your knee? She said, oh, Lord, yes. I slammed that car door. I didn't even get it started. I mean, I was half in, half out. You want me to pray for you? Slammed it, go around there, took her by the hand. Mom leaves the stuff wherever the buggy, hoping the buggy's not rolling across the parking lot. She's going up there, takes her by the hand, and we're standing there praying. My goodness, heaven came down right there. I couldn't have talked. I can't really tell you what all I prayed. Doesn't matter. Heaven came down. I do remember calling her family home and say that they were running. And she says, oh, they're running, Lord. They're running. <laughs> you know, but man, I felt it. I mean, just heaven came down. And I couldn't tell you who was around or not. Didn't matter. We were in our own world. Woo! We finished praying. And she says, my God, hallelujah. She's praising the Lord. And, next, and then she's going, my knee doesn't hurt. My knee doesn't hurt. Look at that. My knee doesn't hurt. Mama bends down, rolls up her pants leg. She says, look at that. Look at that swelling. Look at that swelling. She says, look at that. My knee doesn't hurt. She's just praising God all around that parking lot. I mean, just so real, y'all. So real that God, and I thought, well, that happens in church. We see pastor pray for folks all the time. Right there in that parking lot. But this is what happened. This is, for me, where God made witness. That healing was beautiful. And God touched that woman's life. I know he did. And those kids are getting saved. <laughs> They're coming back to the Lord. But anyway, she got, it just, it's like we got real calm all of a sudden. And that woman stopped. She looked at us. She said, you know what? She said, there was three of us standing here praying. She said, but there was a fourth one, and he was here. I said, oh, my God. I said, like the Hebrew children, the fourth one in the fire, likened to the Son of God. And she said, that was him. He was here. I said, hallelujah. That was a confirmation for me. Because of the move of God that we are in that is different. That's my point. That's my point. He bore witness. This is a different move of God. This is different. This is different than what God did before. That's what he's been telling us. This is different. I've prayed for people, and so have y'all. Every one of us in here has prayed for folks somewhere. We've done it. This was so different, that presence. When she said that, I, I was I was just astounded. We finally, you know, I don't. We were still just caught up in the Lord, and finally needed to get the air, you know, get in the car and get the air conditioner on and all that. So we went on about our way, and we went on home and got to the house and was unloading. And I just couldn't wait to tell Pastor what had happened. I said, like, "You're not going to believe this. Look what God has done." And was telling him, and uh, then he says, "Did you invite her to the Bible study?" I said, "Oh." No, I forgot. I was so caught up, but I won't forget next time.
That was my first go-round. I said, now, Lord, you put her back in our path then. If you want her to come to Bible study, you just put her back in our path, and we'll find her, and she'll come. But I, next time I won't forget. See, it's a learning curve, right? But I was so caught up in what God was doing. I, I did good to drive home. I mean, woo, I was something. So, one more thing I didn't tell y'all. Yesterday... So, all right, so I'm telling y'all, we've been putting this word to practice that, that the Lord spoke about being up and about the Father's business. And we've been getting in prayer. We've been diligent in our family altar, diligent in our personal relationship, diligent in our Bible study. We've been trying, keeping our hand to the plow, getting calluses because we want to get it right. So, yesterday, uh, there's a, a prophecy Brother John's going to play here in a little bit. Anyway, uh, the Lord had dealt with me some things in prayer about about Sister Patty in uh, Fort Payne, but you know I just figured in His time it it come. I wasn't sweating over it. He's done with that way before. Dealt with me about situations and in His time I ministered. You know, worried about it. And uh, we listened to this prophecy on the voicemail that somebody called and gave us such a witness of God. I was like, Oh my Lord, what is going on, Jesus? I was like, Wow. So this was yesterday. I'm trying to get ready to come up here. So I said, I'm going to go get a shower. Lord, help. I think we need to seek God before we go get a shower. Man, the Spirit of God came on me in that shower. I mean, for Sister Patty, the Word of the Lord came to me. I couldn't contain myself. I was like, I got out of that shower, and I ran, grabbed my phone, I texted her. I said, can you talk? She said, yes. I said, hang on, the Word of the Lord's. I said, get ready, the Word of the Lord's coming to you. I sent her the text. Betty, I called her. I didn't say hallelujah. I mean, hello. I didn't say anything. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. She's going, hello, hello, hello. And I said, bam, the Word of the Lord comes to you this day, my daughter. And the Lord went on to tell her some things. My God, such a presence. I'm trying to tell y'all the reality of what God's doing is different. It's so different. It was so different. And after the Lord finished, I hung up the phone. I said, I'll just talk to you later or whatever, you know. And my knees buckled, buddy. I was holding on to the back of the couch. I could hardly hold on. This is in our house. This wasn't in church. This just happened. I could have been in a parking lot easy. I can see it. (laughs) It could have just happened. So I finally called her later. She was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. You know, we were like, whoa. It was something. So, all right, this is what the Lord is doing. I'm going to take this back to Ezra, and I'll be finished up here. You go back and read in Ezra. After they build the temple, there's older and younger people present, and it, it refers to the ancients. And they rejo- there's, there's rejoicing because the temple is rebuilt, but there's weeping from the ancients because they remember. Y'all listen, 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 listen. The ancients were weeping because they remembered the glory of Solomon's temple. And this was not as outwardly beautiful as Solomon's temple. And so they were sad. We are looking for a move of God to look like the outward of the healing revivals, of that whole, what we think the day of Pentecost looked like. That's what we're looking for. 
We're looking for something with our eyes, just like they were. Solomon's temple was all about their eyes, what they saw. But he said he would fill the glory of this temple. He, that's the scripture. He hit. It's Haggai that prophesies it. And he says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former house. So he was telling them, this little house y'all just built is going to be greater than Solomon's temple. And that's something. Hallelujah. The Lord so showed me that, that if we are not careful, when we see the move of God coming in, and it's not manifesting like we want it to, the ancients, it's not going to be the younger, it's going to be the ancients that get disappointed because they want it to be something else. Are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Yeah, I took on pastor's phrase. Are you hearing me? But I'm saying by the Spirit of God, do you have ears to hear today? Listen and look at what God is saying. He's telling us. He's, I mean, he's all but written that on the wall. He has prophesied and spoken to us that this move of God is different and that it's happening now. We're to ask for him rain in the time of the latter rain. I was so stirred in God with what he spoke, not with just what he did this week. That manifestation is so different than I've, anything I've ever experienced. Just the way he's, that saturation and he's making himself so real. But when he showed me that in the book of Haggai, in reference to them building the temple and being sad because they were looking back, God so showed me that, that that's what people are doing. They're looking back. They're looking for an old move. They're looking for that. And they can't even see that the glory of what God's doing right now is greater than what he did then. It's going to be different. It is different. Expect it. I want to encourage you. I want you to be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged at what God's doing. Don't, if you know you're used to the Spirit of God moving a certain way, get over that. Get over that. Let Him move you this way. Let Him move what He's doing this way. Hallelujah. I, I pray this bears witness to you today and that you can understand what God's saying. You know? Hallelujah. I love Him. He made that so real and I thank Him for it. I, I thank Him for it. Hallelujah. I, I just want to just shift gears for just a minute. I, I feel a, I just feel a burden of prayer here for a moment. Let's reach out if you would. Hallelujah. Father, I lift Christopher up to you right now, God. I know, Lord, he's got the word today that he's going to minister in Fort Payne, God. God, I just, not because he's my son, God, because you've laid this burden on me for Brother Michael and Sister Patty before, God. But right now, I take this time, God, and I lift him up, God, and I send your word to him. Oh, my God. Word of God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Lord, I send your word to him this morning. You strengthen him. You encourage him, God. Oh, my Jesus. You let him experience you, God. It's been a long time, God. It's been a long time, and you let him experience. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. 
You let him experience the spirit of this visitation today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Son of man, you make yourself alive within him today, God. You let the spirit of what you've been doing in these services, God. He hadn't been able to be present, God. Oh, my God. You pour it into him today, God. And you pour it into Whitney. God, you let the spirit of this word go into them today, God, as they sit and partake, God, in this spirit of worship, God, that you've got in Fort Payne. Hallelujah. God, you speak within him today, God, and you reside within him today, God, and you let him experience that oneness, God, that you've been doing. God, that thing, God, that we've been talking about, that fourth man, God, but it's within. God, that presence, God, that you did for me in Fort Payne, God, that you did for Sister Patty when she was here, God, you put it in Christopher today. God, you put it in him and you let him taste an experience of it. God, it brings a change that's unexplainable. Oh, my God, I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for it. God, I bind the religious spirits that would oppose over there. God, I bind those religious forces. God, I shut their lying tongues and I shut their hindering forces down in Jesus' name. And I loose the Spirit of Christ into that service. God, I loose it. God, I loose freedom and I loose worship. God, I don't care if you got to make them fall out on the floor, send them out with a stomach virus, whatever you got to do. God, you shut their lying tongues and you shut the hindering forces down. God, and you let there be a free flow of your spirit. God, a divine visitation. God, a divine visitation in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. God, your spirit knows no distance. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't y'all believe that about that the spirit of God knows no distance? That has been made so real to me. It feels as though since Sister Patty was here, and I've gone over that word that she ministered so many times. I've read it, listened to it, and read it, and listened to it, because I want to know what God said. And it's like something's taking hold whenever I pray. And I can speak that word. She said, speak the word. That's what the Lord was doing. Speak the word. That was what she ministered to me, was speak the word. Speak the word. I said, well, I don't have to be present. It's my voice. Speak the word. I could be on the phone or not. She just said, by the Spirit of God, speak the word. I've been speaking the word and it's happening. Take these things God is saying and apply them. It's happening. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's happening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you feel that stir of his spirit? I pray. Take it home with you. Take it home with you and, and let this spirit of prayer get into you. Do not be discouraged in your Bible study, Sister Kathy. You are faithful and you're being obedient to what the Spirit of God told you to do. Do not be discouraged. You be faithful. You be faithful. And you let Him give the increase and you let Him do. You don't know why, but it's about faithfulness. See, obedience. You be obedient. I believe the souls are coming, but there's an obedience that He's after. See, he gave us instruction. And even though it was y'all that gathered to pray, what better thing to do than gather to pray? But there could be something that God is working in that obedience. Don't back up. Hold fast. Don't back up. Don't back up. Don't do it. Get busy with God. Whatever God instructed you to do, get it done. Get it worked out. We're on, we've got our YouTube room set. We're ready. I believe this next week, Lord willing, we're going to start making some videos. We're not letting the grass grow. Might not be perfect when we do it, but we're going to do it. And then he will perfect it. He will perfect it. Get busy. Find it. Figure it out. Figure it out. Get busy. Amen.
Let's stand to our feet and let's welcome Pastor as he comes. Ooh, I pray you feel that Spirit of God and that stir today. I pray you feel that stir. Let's welcome our Pastor in Jesus' name. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Is anybody excited about what God's doing? I will tell you, there's a working of the Spirit of God. Y'all remember how Sister Patty ministered here two weeks ago? It ain't left her. She started a Bible study down the ladies' apartment. Four ladies done come to the church. Four. Four. And Sister Patty, I think, ministered Wednesday night anyway. She let one of the ladies that had started coming, she said, just come close service in prayer. Lady come up there and took the microphone, just stood there. She said, I ain't never done nothing like this before. And she just waited on the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God fell on her. She started praying, said you could feel the presence of God go out through the church. I told Lisa, I said, exactly what God told me. See, so fixing to bring new people in off the street. And people's been sitting there all these years going to say, Well, why's God using them? I've been here all the time. Yeah, but you've been sitting and you ain't been doing anything. It's time to get up and be about Father's business. Amen. Amen. So, let's go to prayer. Let's ask God to reveal Himself today. Righteous Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. God, and I'm asking you, let your will be wrought in this service today. God, open those spiritual eyes and stop those spiritual ears. Give us a heart to understand what your Spirit is speaking. We give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all go ahead and be seated. I'm just excited about what God's doing. And I got some notes printed up back there, but started printing my printer run out of ink, so I just I don't have no way to print my notes. I wish I'd have printed them up at the trailer, but I didn't, so it's out of ink. Can't get it to do anything. I took the cartridge out and shook it up and so you probably have to close them out back there. But anyway, I just want to talk to y'all about some of the prophecies. You know, I didn't really get into the Bible study last week uh, on the prophecy from the 12th of July. But I'm going to tell you what, it set one brother in Mississippi on fire. He texted me after service, and he wanted all the notes and everything God had been speaking. So I emailed them to him. But God is giving us instruction and we need to heed instruction because the Lord is putting us in a place to edify us and teach us and strengthen us because what I've been telling people for years, there's going to be a move of God out there, people coming. Who's going to teach them? Who's going to teach them? Who's going to help them? Who's going to deliver them? I can't do it all. And if we don't get ourselves in a place to be equipped that God can use us, we don't get rid of our fears and our inhibitions and, and things that's holding us back, I don't care what people think about me. Just like 
my wife and my mother-in-law, they didn't care what was happening out there when they was ministering to that lady. Why should they? What does it matter? Well, I'm afraid people are... So what? They're going to talk about you whether you do or whether you don't. Give them something to talk about. That's the way I am. People going to talk about me. It ain't no matter, so I'm going to give them something to talk about. I'm going to give them something to talk about. Amen. But the Lord is moving in such a dynamic way. And most of y'all know my sister. And my sister's been in a battle for a long time. Been going through a lot with Mama. Been going through a lot of things there. And God has absolutely set my sister's soul on fire. I mean, she is on fire. And it's been a long, long time since I've seen my baby sister on fire. But she is on fire and excited about what God is doing. I think, uh, I can't remember now, but Brother Michael let her say something or she got up and prayed or exhorted and she's on fire. The Spirit of God has absolutely set her on fire. But how many of you remember the prophecy back in July that the Lord dealt with the rains? Y'all remember that? How God said these rain systems were going to come and set and just rain for days? And that happened in Harvey? That's just the beginning. I need just a little bit of volume or something, son. I feel like I'm... But in this prophecy I'm going to discuss today, and I gave it to y'all last week because the Word of the Lord came to me last Sunday morning at 5 o'clock, and I printed it out and gave it to you. Anybody read it? You got it with you? But in that prophecy, the Lord spoke out of the book of Luke about the sea and the waves roaring. Is Irma not roared? And then he turned around and said, and the earth would reel to and fro like a drunk man. I believe what the scripture said. But he said, the earth's going to reel to and fro. 8.2 earthquake in Mexico. The other day, done killed almost 100 people that they know of. So here God's given another prophecy and confirmed the word right in the prophecy like he did with the latter rains of the Holy Ghost and like he confirmed with Harvey. So God is confirming his word. Amen? God's confirming his word. But we got to, I'm telling you children, it's time to be up about the Father's business. I don't care. Says Kathy, if you don't have but three. Jesus ministered to one lady at the well and turned the whole city upside down. Don't matter. You've seen me in my tent meetings back in the 90s preach two or three hundred people. Have tent packed out night after night. Over in Calhoun, we probably had well over a hundred a night, if not more. And then I can turn around and preach to a handful every week. It ain't the number. It's what God's doing. It's what God's doing in people. There's something new being ministered. People don't want the new. Have y'all not ever read in the Word that it says, He that tasteth the new wine doesn't desire it, for he says the old is better. 
people going to hold on to the old before they'll take hold of the new. But God has given us something He ain't given other people. Have they not sent word to us? Well, we ain't coming because y'all don't sing enough. Don't care. God's training y'all and conditioning you to become ministers of the gospel. He's getting you ready for great deliverance. Just before we walked out of the trailer last Sunday, the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, and I prophesied to her, didn't lay hands on her, about five feet away from her, prophesied the word of the Lord to her, and God said, I'm fixed to start using healings and miracles. Look what happened. God used her this week. See the word of the Lord's now. It's right now. It's right now. It's right now. God's been telling us it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. They've been prophesying Hurricane Irma was going to hit Florida for five or six days now. Guess what? It's hitting Florida. The Lord's been telling us the word of the Lord's coming. Guess what? The word of the Lord's hitting us. The word of the Lord's on us. The word of the Lord's here. And somebody got to perform what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the Spirit of God today. I don't know where God's going to take us today, but I feel something working in my spirit, I can tell you. I feel something working deep down in my spirit. God's moving. And this ain't no time to wait. This ain't no time to see what God's going to do. You know, when I first went to Fort Payne, I wasn't there very long, the Lord showed me a vision that I was pushing a wagon up a, an old time like covered wagon only it didn't have the cover on it and I was pushing it up a hill and I only had one or two people helping me and I was pushing it up a hill and was almost to the top and the Lord showed me people standing on sidelines just standing on the side of the road looking at me I said ain't you going to help me they said no we're going to wait and see if you get it over the top <laughs> and I got it to the top we got it at the top. We got it over the top. Start down the other side. And you know what everybody done? Come running to jump on the wagon. And I saw Jesus himself step and do like he said, No, you didn't labor for it. You ain't going to receive the blessings and benefits of it. There's people laboring to bring something forth. That lady called us yesterday afternoon. And we were working in the basement outside, and I didn't have my phone with me. She just, she was so caught up in the Spirit of God, she just started prophesying on the voicemail. And when we got it and turned it on, you could feel the witness of the Spirit of God. She said, Brother Matter, she said, God's going to keep y'all. She don't care what this storm does. She said, God's going to keep y'all. said, because you're faithful. You're faithful in what you're doing. You're faithful in your dedications. You're faithful in seeking God. You're faithful to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. She said, God's going to keep you through the midst of all these storms. I said, hallelujah. I believe it. Because God's put my faith to the test. I can tell you. I got ability. I got ability in the natural. There ain't much I can't do in the natural. Sister Kathy, you've been to my house. Sister Deborah, you've been there. I built that house. I can build houses. 
We was building that house. I had a man come by and ask me to start contracting houses for him. I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Build two or three houses a year and make hundred thousand dollars a year building nice houses. I got that kind of ability. But God don't want me doing that. God's put me all the way down and tested my faith that I've had to roll change to get gas money to come up here to church. I've had to roll change and hunt up things to sell to pay my personal bills. You think I'm happy about it? No, sir. But Paul said, I'll make you the off-scouring of the earth. I'll make you a reproach in everybody else's eyes. Could I have told God I wasn't putting up with this and I was going to go out, pick up some work and do something? You better believe I could. But that ain't what God won't see if I'd be faithful. I've been faithful and I'm coming through. We've been faithful and we're coming through. You hear me? You think that's easy on my wife to, to face them kind of things? No, sir. But we bore the test and we stood our ground and we believed God to meet our needs. Now we're coming through. Now we're coming through and God's beginning to turn things for us financially. Hallelujah. And beginning to move for us and get people to get behind this word. You know why? They're seeing these prophecies come to pass one right after the other. Send the word of the Lord come to pass seeing God work miracles bring deliverance one right after the other people are being set free people are being healed the word of the Lord is coming to pass you don't speak the word of the Lord one month and then a month later you talk about a rain system's going to come and set and rain for days and drop a feet of rain or, uh, and then it turned around and happened do you realize there's over four feet of rain fell in Texas because that system just sat there and stayed what God say said it's going to stay it's going to set it's going to be still. And that's exactly what it did. And that's just the beginning of them. Y'all hearing me? And then God turned around and said, the seas and the waves roared just a week ago. And here the seas and the waves are roaring. He said, the earth's going to rock to and fro. And here an eight point some earthquake happened in Mexico. How many times has God spoke and said, I'm going to give you earthquakes, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, and nine points. He's confirming the word to us that he's moving by his spirit. He's moving. And in this prophecy, this one that I gave y'all last week talks about the instruction from the Lord. He started out that prophecy. He said, I'm going to visit you. You back got to imprint it where I can give him the Because I want y'all to follow along. I may have to borrow somebody's copy because my. Did, I, notes did my notes print? No. My notes didn't print. I would like a copy, yes. Yes, if you. I can't stand it when stuff don't work right. It's one thing, the natural man in. Message with me spiritually. I'm ready to hog tie the devil. Hallelujah. I am. I'm ready to hog tie the devil. I got to have some air. If y'all get too cool, y'all just turn it off. But I got to have some air. Amen. Man, I appreciate what God's doing. If y'all can't tell, I'm a little sided. You know why? I see God revealing himself like he's told us he's going to and bringing the ministry of the Son of Man forth. 
I'm so excited about my son ministering in Fort Payne today because this is the first time he's been in a place that this anointing that fell on Sister Patty, that fell on my wife, that started falling on me, this is the first time he's going to be exposed to it. And he is so ready and so sensitive to the working of the Spirit of God. Even where God's picked him up and put him, he's kept his daily dedication in prayer. He'll get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to prayer. And him and his wife will pray sometimes at night. But he gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning and goes to prayer every morning. Got to go work 40 plus hours a week on a job. Got to deal with people all day long. He's in a supervisory position and just got to deal with people. Sometimes he'll call me and, and, and he'll just say, Daddy. He said, I don't know how you dealt with people all these years. <laughs> He said, do people ever grow up? I said, not really. <laughs> not really. And they don't. And sometimes it's just like dealing with a bunch of children. You know, you deal with public every day, Sister Kathy. And it ain't the people sometimes, it's people you work with. <laughs> I better quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're getting there. Praise God, it's all it's all night to dark and then it's all night to daylight. It's all day to dark and then all night to daylight. Is it, amen. Has anybody watched the YouTube video? Y'all seen that prophecy? You had a chance to see it. We need to get it. We need to get you. I know some people can't get YouTube, but we need to let you see that. Have any of you paid attention to what God was saying in that? Y'all paid attention to what God was saying in there. Can y'all believe how much God's changing things? I mean, God's striving with us. He wants us to come out of religion and start worshiping Him and start letting Him change us. Amen. Has everybody got a copy of the instruction, the study? Has everybody got a copy? Do y'all have your word of instruction from the Lord that I gave you last week? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read just a little bit from the instruction, then I'm gonna go to the Bible study. So I'm gonna tell you, I, I started ministering on that what I was ministering on last week. That prophecy in July. We've had two Bible studies on it there at the house on Thursday morning and we've had two two hour Bible studies where I've expounded on that prophecy and the instructions God was giving us in that prophecy and I'm going to tell you something it's doing something to people it's doing something to people you got to let God change you how many of y'all know I've, I've, I've made the example time after time after time after time the, the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results can't do it, nothing will happen but in this word of instruction from, this was September the 3rd so it was a week ago this is what the Lord said for even this is a time and a short season that I the Lord shall commune with thee my people for this is a day of learning and edifying 
in a time that I, the Lord, shall remove the scales from thy eyes, and the dullness shall be removed from thine ears, and an opening of thine understanding. This season shall be a time of great pressing and seeking, and of urgency, for I, the Lord, shall only commune with thee for a short season. For this is as the season and the time frame from resurrection to the day that I ascended. But if thou will be still and press me, it shall be as it was with my disciples, that I shall come to thee and instruct thee in things pertaining to the coming forth and the operation of my kingdom. All right, now, go to your Bible. Everybody got the Bible study notes? Everybody got them? Yes. All right. This is where I want to go. We'll start right at the first. The Lord has spoken here of entering into a time or a season, and He said it was going to be short. Do y'all realize from the time Jesus resurrected to the time He ascended was 40 days? That's all it was, 40 days. And He said, I'm putting y'all in a season It's going to be short. But during that season... But during this time, He would come to us and commune with us. And this would be a time of edifying or building and strengthening. And a time that the, Lord's, the Lord will move our carnal hindrances and heighten our spiritual senses so that we will have greater perception and understanding. He then admonished us that during this season we must press and seek with a feeling of urgency for it will only last for a short time frame. And he likened the time period from the time of his resurrection to the time of his ascension or ascended into heaven, 40 days. And he told us that he would instruct us in things pertaining to the kingdom as he did his disciples. In Acts 1 and verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Y'all see that? He wasn't with them all forty days, but he kept showing himself, revealing himself, and instructing them on what was fixing to happen in the kingdom. This kingdom is different. There's a different word. There's a different spirit. There's a different anointing. You look how Sister Patty ministered here two weeks ago. Different than anything I've ever seen. You ever seen the Spirit of God take anybody like that over and just minister like that? I mean probably an hour or an hour and a half she just ministered under that anointing. Sister Patty's hardly ministered. God had never used her like that. But what happened? The beginnings of this latter rain, which God told us He was going to give us. He told us in Joel 2.23, Be glad that ye children of Zion and rejoice, for I have given you the former rain moderate. That means it already given the former rain when Joel spoke this in chapter 2. Y'all following with me? This ain't in the paper. I'm just exhorting. He said, I've already given you former rain in moderation, but now I'm going to cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month. Which is, God told us that's a new beginning. We have started into a new beginning. 
we started into a new beginning. That's why folks don't like us. We won't do things the old traditional way. We won't sing when I fly away and when the roll is called up yonder. I ain't never found no scripture for the roll being called up yonder anyhow. <laughs> you gotta love me. You either gotta love me or you gotta hate me, one of the two. <laughs> but just so y'all don't get confused about what God's doing, God ain't taking everything away in the Holy Ghost and now just going to start giving us the latter rain. He said, I'm going to give you the rain, the former, and the latter. There's got to be a revealing of the fullness of the former, which brings the ministry of the Son of Man before God can bring anything any greater in in the latter rain. He started showing us what the latter rain was the way Sister Patty ministered here. But he's also told us he fixing to baptize us in the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire, which is the former rain. But we ain't going to get it in a measure like they did and then grow into it. We're fixing to get the fullness of the former rain, which is going to bring forth the ministry of Jesus. Hallelujah. Am I making sense to y'all? We're fixing to get the fullness of this former rain and the rain. And as we get the fullness of it, then we're going to move into the working of the latter rain. The spirit of the latter rain fell in here with Sister Patty two weeks ago. It fell on her in Fort Payne and been using her different than anything she's ever known in her whole life. She still ain't wrapped her head around what God's doing. But you know what God keeps doing it? She keeps pressing him. God said during this time period I've set you in, because whether y'all know it or not, the word of the Lord has a season. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Go with me the Gospel of Luke. This thing sounds like it got a bad, dead echo or something, son. Somewhere we're going to get there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me go to Luke 1. Now, as I minister today, don't y'all get upset with me because I may step on some toes. But I'm going to tell you something. It's like I told y'all before. God steps on my toes, I'm going to step on yours. God upsets me, I'm going to upset you. It ain't that mad at you. I want to see you come forward. The time for you to grow in what God's doing is right now. Right now. God moves on you to get you some services somewhere on a Saturday night or a Sunday night. Do it. God moves on you to minister somewhere. Do it. Just don't miss you. Right here. Stay under this word. Stay under this anointing. But until you start putting in action what God's doing, ain't nothing going to change in you. That's why I've encouraged y'all. Do these Bible studies. I'm fixing to start doing something. I don't know if I'm going to live stream the Bible study at the house. Thursday morning or I'm going to do something Wednesday night or I'm fixing to do something that I'm going to be active in the Word and the working of the Spirit of God every day of my life. I've got to have it. I've got to have it. This thing's got to grow in me. It's got to grow in me because God has put in me the ministry of an apostle. He's put in her the ministry of the prophet, the prophetess. That's the two key foundation ministries. He said, because we're built on the foundation of what? 
apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself. We ain't talking about ourselves. We're lifting up Jesus. We're getting people grounded on Jesus. We're getting people grounded in the working in the ministry of the Son of Man. The church has taught people when the Son of Man's revealed, that's when he comes back and gets the church, takes them up to heaven. I was talking to a man yesterday. He, he, he's been calling me because the Lord's pulling him into ministry. And he called me yesterday, and I was talking to him. And I had a tent revival in his front yard in 99, and they put up a little old tent, seat about 80 people. And we got that meeting, and I was out there praying every day, all night long some nights. And we got two or three days in that meeting, and I had more people on the outside the tent than I did under it. I had 85 to 90 people under the tent and probably 100 on the outside, and they'd part, sit around on the hoods of their cars. And I was praying about closing the meeting out. A son of one of the pastors there come around the tent, he said, Brother Miller, you decide whether you're going on or not. I said, no, I'm still weighing it out. He said, well, I'm going to tell you something. You don't know these people. I do. He said, you see all them people sitting around the hoods of their cars? I said, yeah. He said, you got drug addicts, drug dealers, prostitutes, junkies, people whose lives have been destroyed and messed up. He said, these are the people that's receiving the Word of God. He said, you're, you ministered to a drug dealer the other night and said, God set him free. Said, my mama told me to come tell you, you close this meeting out, you crazy. <laughs> and that's why I met this man. So I was talking to him about the Lord and some of the things God's dealing with him on, some of the trials he's going through. I said, Look, I said, God's putting us through hard trials to get us ready to be able to minister to the souls he's fixing to bring in. I said, somebody got to minister to these souls. Somebody got to edify them. Somebody got to teach them. Somebody got to help set them free. Somebody got to have deliverance in their life. And I said, I can't do all this by myself. And I said, God's getting ministers ready. That's why the hardness. That's why the forces and the powers of hell are standing up against God's preachers. And I said, I told God here about two months ago, I said, now if you're going to put me through all this and then come catch the church out and take me home, forget it. Just forget it. Just go ahead and take me home right now. What's the sense in going through all these trials What's the sense in having uh, what they said in Peter, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is going to, why go through all that and then get snatched out? Just take me home. He kind of laughed. And he said, yeah. He said, these trials, sometime. I said, yeah, me and my wife was talking the other day, and I said, in 2000, I fell off the roof like I killed myself. I said, 2003, our house burnt. And I said, she went through depression. and I like to warm myself out physically, preaching at the church and trying to build the house back. And 2014, I like to die with sugar. And we come through that, and she said, now, she said, I want you to talk to the Lord and ask the Lord. She said, next time he wants to change your ministry, he doesn't nearly kill you. I said, I'll see what I can work out. But you know, sometimes God's got to stand you still to get you to change. He got to stand you still. So the Lord is telling us here, I'm putting you in a time that I'm going to instruct you. I'm going to edify you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to come and open the mysteries and the revelation and the power 
of my kingdom like I did my disciples in that days between my resurrection and my ascension. God's telling us. God didn't tell 500. God didn't tell 10,000. God told 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. God told 8 of us that He's going to talk to us and commune with us. I don't know how many, how many of y'all was in Fort Payne that Thursday morning that the Lord visited my wife. You was there, you was there, I was there. I think you was coming in. And the spirit of that prophecy took her over. And she was speaking by the spirit of prophecy. What's the testimony of Jesus Christ? Spirit of prophecy. And she was ministering and she said, the Lord spoke to her. She said, tell them to open their eyes, they'll see me. Well, she didn't say that. She kind of let her flesh dominate her. But the Lord said, I'm here. And when she said that, I was on the platform and I'd been laying on my face and I just sat up. And when she said, I'm here, I looked back there at her and I saw the flesh and bone son of man. Didn't see a vision. Didn't see him in the spirit. Saw the flesh and bone man standing two or three feet from her. And we was at morning prayer meeting. It wasn't like a preaching service. And when we come out from under that, she started telling what God told her. And she said, I just got afraid. I said, I looked and I saw him. said, he was standing. I told her which way his face and everything. She said, I saw him. I saw him. I said, what did you see up to it? From his about his shoulder down, she saw him. Just for about three seconds, he let me see him standing there in the flesh and blood. I mean, flesh and bone. I saw the man. I didn't see a vision. I didn't see it in the spirit. I saw the man, Christ Jesus. You see how mindful God is of us? God is very mindful of us. When Sister Patty was ministering here, she told Lisa afterwards, she said, I was walking, and she said, I took a step. She said, I saw Jesus take a step with me. She saw that flesh and bone, son of man. Because we was coming up that Saturday night. And he said, you remember how the Lord bissed us in April? I said, yeah, you remember he told us that he's going to talk to us again or commune with us again? I said, yeah. She said, it's fixing to happen again. She said, I feel it. I just feel it. And it happened the very next day. We come in here Saturday night and got in prayer. We thought something was going Man, there was such a great spirit of God in, in our prayer Saturday night. But then Sunday, y'all know how the spirit of God just took over. God said, I'm going to commune with you again. Now he's telling us, you get in prayer this period of time, you get in prayer this season, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it ain't going to last long. It ain't going to last long. So don't come in here next January and say, well, well, well Brother Metter, I, I just didn't listen to what God told me. And now I feel that stir and I want to get in on what God... Time may be gone. That season of visitation may be gone. Because when the Lord speaks a word, it has a season. Now, I may have read y'all this last week, but I'm going to read it to you. It's in Luke 1, and verse 20. It's how Gabriel visited Zechariah. 
verse 19 of chapter 1 in Luke. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Behold, I shall be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Sales words had a time frame come to pass. God's word has a time frame to come to pass. If we don't take advantage of it and get in on what God's doing, we're not going to reap the benefits of it. Are y'all following with me? Yes. I think I told y'all last week, I ministered to a young man back in the 70s. He come out of revival, he's about 14 years old. He's really hungry for God. Lord led me to him and laid hands on him, ministered to him. God put him on three-day fasting, and five years later, still had never went on three-day fast. People don't know how to implement the Word of the Lord and put it in action. We can't. We can't wait on this Word, children. It's ready. It's ready. Y'all hear me? It's ready. You can't wait on it. I'm as guilty as some of y'all are. Man, I have had a time trying to move things and, and, and get myself disciplined and conditioned that I can stay in the presence of the Lord all the time. It goes against my nature. It goes against my human nature. And y'all know what I'm talking about? Any of you have read the Bible and prayed and talked about the Lord and meditated on the Lord Do you felt like your mind got weary and you needed to change? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. And we tell ourselves, well, I've studied and I've prayed and I've sought the Lord several hours a day. I'll just let a little bit of the flesh get in. Go do something to make flesh feel a little bit better because I'm tired and I'm bored. I want to relax. If I can't get an amen, somebody give me an old me. <laughs> we do. Why? This carnal nature is still alive. It's still alive. But then, in Luke 21, 25, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. Is there not distress of nations right now? I mean, man, if we don't do some praying and seek God and ask God to give our leaders wisdom and let us live at peace. And she can tell you, I told her, what, two, three months ago, I seen our president annihilate North Korea before there was ever any talk about it. I, I told her, I got up one morning and I had a dream. I said, oh my God. She said, what? I said, I seen our president hit North Korea. And I said, when he hit it, I said, he hit it, and 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 he hit it, until he obliterated North Korea off the face of the map. Took out their leaders, took out their military, took out their electrical systems, took out all their defense systems. I mean, when I seen him hit it, buddy, he hit it, and then he hit it again, and then he hit it. He wasn't giving them a chance to get one missile off. He didn't tell them it was coming. He just hit them. And ever since then, I've started praying, God, give the rulers and kings of this earth peace. 
Is that not what the Bible tells us? We're to pray for the kings and them in authority that we can live in peace. We don't need war. We don't need war. I mean, if they get off one nuclear missile, millions of people are going to die. And if they ever fire one against one of our allies or this country, he's going to annihilate them. I'm telling you, he's going to annihilate them. We don't need this. But we're living in perplexity of nations. Great distress. The seas and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for the looking after of those things which were coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Did God not tell us there would be signs in the sun? Did He not give us a sign in the sun? It wasn't no time after the sign in the sun to Harvey happen. Now here we are. We got Irma. And it ain't just Irma. Right on the heels of Irma, maybe two days behind, we got Jose. It's done Category 4. Falling right in the tracks. That's done hit Mexico. Yeah, that was in the Gulf of Mexico. This one's right on the heels of Irma. And they got people, U.S. citizens in the U.S. Virgin Islands, wanting to get evacuated. And they said, y'all just sit still. Said, Jose's fixing to hit. Just right where Irma has been, Jose's fixing to come right behind him and hit. He's just a little higher up. And they keep saying, well, it's going to go north. Well, it ain't went north yet. And if it goes north, who knows? Because I saw a hurricane in 1998 hit New York City. And I prophesied it. You remember that? I said, I see a, a hurricane going into the harbor. And I said, they can't evacuate them. They won't have time to evacuate them. Be millions of people. And I seen, I said, I seen the water going Manhattan and downtown New York City, 5, 10, and 15 feet deep, and kill into the thousands, drowned them. I spoke it by the Spirit of God in 1998 in a little tent out there about two miles from the Fort Payne Church. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. When I stood right here and told y'all that in 1998 God spoke to me and said they would recategorize these things to a Category 10 and everybody started hollering. Well, is there a Category 6? Is there a category? No, there ain't a Category 6 yet, but there will be. I saw them go to 300 plus mile an hour sustained winds, and the effects of them come 200 plus miles inland with hurricane force winds. Look how high the winds are coming on this one. They're coming all the way up here. They said they're going to have tropical gusts up here of 50, 60 mile an hour if God don't turn this thing. They're going to have them down at my house 50 and 60 mile an hour with 80 and 90 mile an hour gust. Are y'all hearing me? And I told people, I said, God told me in 98, and people started texting me. I said, Brother Metter, you remember speaking this? I said, yeah. Do y'all know this is the strongest hurricane anywhere on the face of the earth since they started keeping records? They ain't never had one like Harvey. What did God, I told y'all back in March, uh, of 2013 I posted it on column in Facebook I said the Lord spoke to me rain, 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 rain devastating storms rains and floods unprecedented and catastrophic Harvey's unprecedented ain't never had as much rain off a hurricane Irma's unprecedented ain't never had one this strong 
Then people tell me I don't know what I'm preaching, don't know what I'm talking about. Hide and watch. <laughs> Hide and watch. I may not know much, but I know when God talks to me. Amen. I know when God talks to me. And God is telling us that if we will press Him, He's going to reveal this kingdom in us. But we've got to press Him. Right now in this window that He's given us, not a month from now, not two months from now, not three months from now, but right now, we're to press Him with an urgency. How many of y'all ever read the Scripture? It says, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Ask, and it shall be given. You know what Jesus is talking about? The kingdom. That ain't salvation. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. When the Lord started dealing with me, and I went on and, and put this uh, Luke 21 through 25 through 28, and I want all of you to understand, we're living in the last days. Lord told me when all these things start, He said, you're, you're entering into the beginning of the last days. We're entering into it. We are living in the last days. And I want y'all to understand, don't take this lightly. Don't take this lightly because God's talking to us and He's getting the people ready to be used to the Spirit of God. He's getting you ready. But if you don't put your hand to the plow and do something, God can't perfect it. If what's in you don't work, how's it ever going to mature? How's it ever going to perfect? How's it ever going to come forth? And I'm not bragging on my wife, but I remember when the Spirit of God visited her in April in Fort Payne, something changed in her. And we saw Brother Michael and Sister Patty somewhere, and Brother Michael told me, she said, man... He said, you talking about somebody maturing. He said, God has really brought a maturity in your wife and what he's working in her. I said, because every morning she's down in that basement for two and a half, three hours in prayer, studying the Word, seeking God. She's open to the working of the Spirit of God and she wants God to use her. So she applies herself. And don't tell me that you got things to do that you can't do that. You may not do it when she does it, but you can do it if you want to apply yourself. But we're too comfortable in our flesh. I get comfortable in my flesh. Sometimes God has shaken me up. Why? I'm flesh and blood. I'm human. Sometimes I don't want to pray. Sometimes I don't want to study the Word. Sometimes I don't want to meditate on things of God. I just want to sit back and relax. My body's tired. My mind's tired. And I'm going to tell you something. When your mind's tired, you just want everybody to leave you alone. <laughs> Everything can leave you alone. You even don't want God messing with you. <laughs> tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. But we've got to move with an urgency. That's what God told us. Because God wants to impart something to us. Do y'all realize the ministry that was given to Jesus is now at our disposal? This is a gift, Brother Don. 
the very anointing word that was in Jesus, the Lord's going to do just like that and hand it to you if you set your heart to seek Him. He's just going to hand it to you. Why? Have you all ever... Man, I put the Bahashua. Does anybody know what prophecy's for? Tell me. Do what? Edifies the church. Is the words God been given not edifying the church? Prophecy ain't just going to somebody and say, Yea, the Lord would say, Yea, the Lord would say, You're the apple of my eye. Yea, the Lord would say, I love you. People don't know the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy from the ministry of a prophet. Somebody with a gift of prophecy don't just edify the church. Somebody with a ministry of a prophet edifies the church because they got a word of leadership. They got a word of maturity. It's being used with the gift of prophecy. You may encourage somebody. You may minister in their life. And a lot of times what people call prophecy ain't even prophecy. It's the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Being ministered to somebody's situation. And God told me one time. He said, if I show you something wrong, something that somebody needs to correct in their life, He said, don't go minister to them unless you've got the word of wisdom to tell them what to do. Don't give them the word of knowledge about how off track they are. If you ain't got the word of wisdom, tell them how to get back on track. It's that simple. It's that simple. But it's not up to me. You understand this ain't up to me. The word's being given. The instruction's being given. I'm applying the word to my life. If I look at you and do this, I got three pointing back at me. You understand? Brother Justin, if I point at you, I got three fingers pointing right back at me. But y'all have seen me strive to apply the word to my life and get in a place that I can be used of God because I want you to be used of God. If I can't get in that place for God to use me, I can't minister to you for God to use you. But if I get in that place and I'm coming into that place and I minister by the Spirit to you, then God can use you. God can edify and strengthen you. And that's what I'm striving to do. My God, if I just wanted to go preach and become a, a good preacher and a famous preacher and do it for money, I'd go join up in these denominations and become an evangelist. You think these big denominations wouldn't get behind me? The word I got, the gift of faith, the anointing I've got, they'd be glad to have this kind of word. Of course, I'd have to dumb it down a lot. <laughs> That's the reason I can't do it. That's the reason I can't do it, and I won't do it. And you know what? Everybody's hollering. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Get ready. Jesus is coming. Man, I ain't never seen so many people holler, Jesus is coming. Look at the signs in the earth. Man, Jesus is coming. Look at the signs. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Jesus is coming. Yeah, He's coming, but He's coming right here. <laughs> he's coming right here. Son of Man's coming right here. He's coming right here. Amen. He's coming right here. <laughs> I see He's coming right here. Verse 27 of Luke 21. When He talks about all them signs, men's hearts failing them from fear, the things that come on the earth, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. Do y'all know we a cloud? Do y'all know we a cloud? 
Do y'all remember on the ascension when he was standing there with his disciples and started ascending up and said he ascended up in a cloud? Y'all know who that cloud was? All them people that come out of the graves after his resurrection. The Bible said the, saint, the, the graves of many of the saints were open and they come out of the graves after his resurrection. And when he ascended, all of them went up with him. He went up in a cloud. And them two angels stepped in there and they said, Why you men of Israel stand gazing here in the heavens? The same Jesus, have you seen him go? She'll come in in like manner. <laughs> when he comes back at the end, he's coming back in a cloud. But before he comes back in the heavens, he's coming in this cloud. Because God getting him a cloud ready. And he's going to be revealed what? With great power and great glory. Because he's not only going to be revealed in the power of the resurrected Christ, he's going to come in the humanity of man. Anybody ever read the scripture where Jesus said, If you got the Son, you got the Father? you got the Father, you got the Son. Why? Because the humanity of the Son of Man got to be revealed along with the resurrected power of Christ. That's what God spoke to me in February of 2013 when I stepped out of the office in Fort Payne. He said, the Holy Ghost I'm sending back to my people is the resurrected power of the Christ mixed with the humanity of the man. Hallelujah. And then I saw like spiritual DNA, just four or five strands and just twisted together. And the Lord said, everything Jesus done, every temptation, every trial, every miracle, every deliverance, every demon, said it brought more wisdom, brought more knowledge, brought more understanding, and it just become twisted together like spiritual DNA until it became the Christ. Started out as a man, but became the Christ. You can't preach this to a lot of people. He started out as a man, just like me and you. But he became the Christ. Conquered sin in the flesh. Overcame it. Overcame it. As a man. Tempted in all points like as you are, yet without sin. Then become the Christ. And if you believe in him, you're going to be an heir with God. And a joint heir with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ain't talking about something 30 years down the road. I'm talking about right now. Get in on what God is doing right now. Get in on it. Get in on it. How many of y'all remember when God visited me in March? And I heard the voice of the Lord. as up there in the camper. And I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me about 3.30 in the morning. Lisa was in... Conyers and heard the voice of the Lord say the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy y'all remember that the Lord took me out and showed me Moses number 16 showed me them 250 sons of Korah Korah and 250 princes of Israel and there was three there was Korah, Datham and Abram and I saw them come against Moses and I saw Moses look at them I said if God kills y'all in the normal way then God ain't spoken by me but if God does a new thing and opens the ground up and swallows you up 
And he told the children of Israel, he said, get away from them. Everything that pertained to those three men, their wives, their children, their cattle, their tents, everything, the ground opened up, went down in the ground, God sealed the earth back over them. God said, I do a new thing. We ain't never seen it, heard of it since. And then fire come down out of heaven and kill the other 250. And then people come to Moses next day and said, we want to know why you kill God's anointed. <laughs> and Moses fell on his face and started crying out to God. He told, he told Abraham, he said, get up, grab a censer, put fire in it, run in the middle of the camp. He said, a plague started. The time he got in the middle of the camp, 14,700 people have been destroyed. Because they spoke against Moses. I saw this kind of anointing fixing to come. I saw this kind of anointing fixed up on the scene. I saw the Elijah with that word of the Lord in him that could call fire down from him. I saw it fixed up on the scene. That was on like a Wednesday and then that Monday here in prayer. I was looking at it just like a landscape, like a horizon. Beautiful. And I seen it split right down the middle. And when I seen it split right down the middle, Elijah stepped right in the earth. And God said, my word and my anointing fix step on the step in the earth suddenly and without, without warning. I'm fixed to start speaking. Fix to start speaking the word of the Lord. See, we can't imagine these kind of things happening. But God is telling us. I'm putting them in place. Did he not tell us in Malachi the fourth chapter? Behold, just before the great and dreadful day of the Lord come, I send you Elijah the prophet. I don't think he's going to send Elijah the prophet himself back, but he could if he wanted to. He ain't dead. <laughs> You ain't dead. But he's going to send that anointing and that spirit of him. Seek me, my son, and thou shalt taste of the anointing of Elijah. I will allow you to feel my authority and my power. I will allow you to press. Come in of an evening. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. Shut the world out. You and thy wife, get in prayer. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. And let you feel the overshadowing of my word and my spirit and an authority and a dominion you've never known. Ah, prepare. Man, we got to get ready, children. This thing's on us. You think you're going to know how to use this? If you don't get prepared? She come out of the bathroom yesterday, come out of the shower, getting dressed, and I was laying there on the bed. I, we'd been working, and I was laying there on the bed. She looked at me, and she said, My God, the word of the Lord fell on me for Sister Patty. She said, i got to call her. And you tell that thing just had her just whirling. This is why when I told y'all, when the Spirit of God moves me, I can't contain it. She found out now, you can't contain it. Man, that thing gets on you and starts moving in your spirit. You act on it. You don't contain it. You don't hold it back. So after she called Sister Patty and ministered to her, I mean, she texted her and she didn't get no response from her. She said, I'm calling her. I'm calling her. And she walked in the living room and I heard her 
I guess she had no speakerphone or whatever, but she called Sister Patty, and Sister Patty said, Hello. She said, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And the Word of the Lord would come to me, my daughter. And man, that word ripped out of her. And I lay back her in the bedroom and I felt that thing so strong I started weeping before the Lord. You could feel the intensity and the power and the authority. We have not had God consume us like this. We don't have to wait for it to come on us now. It's getting in here. It's getting in here and at a, at a second's notice, God will... God will wake that thing up in you. Are y'all hearing me? We've got to get ready. This ain't no time to tarry. This ain't no time to wait. The Lord moves on me. And I speak and I put a prophecy out on YouTube. And all y'all, how many of y'all subscribe to the channel? Subscribe to it. It's going to notify you. There's something else that we posted. And if I see you five or six days later, if I see you five or six days later, I said, you listen to that prophecy? And you said, no, not yet. I'm going to ask you what your problem is. Is your carnal mind, is your flesh more important? Is the workings of what you've got to do in the natural more important than the kingdom of God and what God's doing in the Spirit? And you're going to get offended at me if I do. You're going to get upset at me. God and your relationship with God is being your number one priority. See, the Lord warned us over a year ago about a mist of darkness. Y'all remember I've seen people in darkness from here up? We ain't exempt. We ain't exempt. And when things of your natural life Dominate and press down the things of the Spirit. That's what the enemy wants. That's exactly what the enemy wants. He don't want you stirred. He don't want you praying. He don't want you studying that Word. He don't want you seeking God. He don't want you having a Bible study. And he'll do everything he can to hinder it. He don't want you to minister in your home. He don't want you, Sister Deborah. He'll make you feel so inferior that you don't feel like you got anything to give to people, but you do. God said you did. I ministered it to you, and then Sister Patty turned around and ministered it to you about two weeks apart. So that's a confirmation. When God speaks twice, you know when Pharaoh had his dream? He had two dreams. And when Joseph ministered to him, he said, because this thing has come twice, it is confirmed that it is of the Lord. Some of the very things I told you and Pop, God ministered to you through Sister Patty. About all she done was confirmed. A lot of things God had already told us. But then she hit some areas God hadn't told us. And that's a good thing. But we can't be afraid of what God tells us. We've got to put it in action. Amen. We've got to put God's Word in action. Please, take these prophecies serious. Do y'all know how many times... I've read this prophecy on instruction to the Lord. <laughs> I can't even tell you. How many times I've watched the YouTube prophecy. How many times I went back and played the prophecy from Ju July. I keep wanting to call it April for some reason. How many times I've played that prophecy in July. I was listening to that when the word of the Lord fell on me. And when I
put it on YouTube and prophesied. I was sitting there in the chair in the living room listening to the prophecy from July and I heard the voice of the Lord speak. said, daily. Daily. In the book of Acts, daily, they were in the temple going from house to house breaking bread daily. And the Lord began to instruct me. He said, the reason, he said, my people ain't coming into what I'm doing. He said, is we come to church, God moves, have good services. And then if we don't have a Tuesday or Wednesday night, which we don't, we have Monday night prayer. But from Monday to Saturday, the carnal man builds himself up in you. The carnal man gains strength. The carnal man gains ground. You come back in the house of God, the carnal man's got to be tore down. It's like a vicious cycle. And the Lord told me, I blame it on me. I don't blame it on you. I blame it on me. Because the Lord said, because you're not active in my word daily. He said, you've put my, my kingdom and the revealing my kingdom in slow motion in my people's lives. That's what God told me. So I made up my mind. I was going to get up and be about the Father's business. I sent that word to Brother Michael. He didn't tarry, man. He's in the church every night. He's called prayer meeting every night. Every night. He said, I don't care if you come or not. I'm going to seek the Lord. Him and Sister Patty sometimes the only one there. They go in and seek God, but look how God's using them. Look how God's using them. They had four souls added to the church in two weeks. Ain't got good. But he's got us up in about the Father's business. Amen. So God has told us. He told us about the spirit of prophecy. And he showed us about sending Elijah the prophet. Sorry, I ain't got all out of order here. And then the Lord has instructed us time and time again in Revelations 11 and 3. He said, Behold, I'll give power unto my two witnesses. I'm, on, I'm at the top of page 3 in the study of the instruction from the Lord. Did He not tell us? In Revelation 11, 3, He said, Behold, I'll give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. For if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Who spoke fire on his enemies? Company of 50 come out. Who called fire down from heaven on Elijah? Okay. They have power to shut up heavens. Who shut up the heavens? Elijah. That it rain not in the days of their prophecy. See, they don't prophesy three and a half years. He said he'd shut up the heavens in the days of their prophecy just like Elijah did. Elijah shut up three and a half years. You imagine the word of the Lord being in your bones that you can look up at the heavens. Shut the heavens up three and a half years. Y'all see where God's trying to take us? I just ministered about a month ago on God's taking us into a supernatural faith. We're going to have to have it. We're going to have to have it. Right now, there's people who need a supernatural faith for God to sustain them through this hurricane. 
I mean, I know there's people who love God caught in this. My sister's in Orlando. She's caught in this. But I texted her Wednesday. I said, don't you think you need to get out of Florida? She said, no. They said it's going to pass to the east of us, and it wasn't really going to bother us. And so we've got a medical shelter here we can go to because she's got that stuff that chokes her if she gets hot. That I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. But she gets hot. It chokes her. She said, I can't afford to get on the road, get stuck in traffic, and run out of gas. And she said, people are already got the roads packed. And that was Orlando. And that was Wednesday. She said, the roads are already packed. She said, I've signed up for a medical shelter that they know how to treat my condition if I go. I said, okay, I'm praying for you. And now that thing's shifted. <laughs> Tornadoes, hurricane-force winds all around Orlando. I just asked God have mercy on her. Because she loves God. She was raised in the same healing, deliverance, and miracles I was raised in. See, when I got old enough, and I come to the Lord at 19, I didn't sit down. I started fasting, praying, seeking God. I went out on the street and preached. I went in the jails and preached. I went in the hospitals and prayed for the sick. I went in the nursing homes and preached. I used to carry a group of young people to a nursing home every Sunday afternoon, and we'd preach and sing and testify, and I'd lay hands on them. Pray for them. Start having some people healed, and the administration got upset with me. <laughs> Go figure. But I never slowed down. I never looked back, and I never sat still. If I didn't have anywhere else to preach, I'd preach on the street. I'd preach on the street. I was ministering in Arkansas back in the early 90s, and I had a... No, it was, it was late 90s. I had a lady come to me. She said, Brother Metter. She said, I need some doors open. I need some places to preach. I said, really? She said, yeah, I want some places to preach. The Spirit of the Lord fell on me that night, and I walked out and laid hands on her. I said, God, I said, stir her up so she can't be still. I said, put her on the street corners. Let the fire of your spirit get on her. Put her on the street corner and let her preach your word on the street corner. You can't preach on the street corner. What makes you think you can preach in a church? But see, people nowadays, they want a tent. They want all the equipment. They want everything set up. And they just want to walk out and hold a microphone preach. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That ain't the way you get ability. You know how I learned what I learned? On my knees, in prayer. Got out there, didn't know nothing about tent revivals, didn't know much about ministry. Got out there and put up tents, fasted and prayed, walked the grounds all night. Nobody worked with me. Every time I'd go into town, every church in town started a revival against me. <laughs> oh, Brother Matt, they wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah, they will. But I'd get in there and I'd dig a revival out. You ask my wife how many times we started with two or three or a half a dozen and wind up with two or three hundred. Time after time after time because they get in there and I dig it out. God heals somebody and they go tell somebody. God delivers somebody and they go tell somebody. Next thing you know, instead of six, I had twelve. Instead of twelve, I had twenty-five. Instead of twenty-five, I had a hundred. You got to fight. 
You got to let God teach you. You got to let God teach you. Go ask Sister Susie when I started church in Fort Payne. See, she come in in 99 in my meeting in LJ. Drove almost every night. I was in Sylvania, Alabama. That's a good two and a half hours for her. She drugged Brother Bobby. She drugged them two kids of hers. Almost every night, that tent meeting in Sylvania, Alabama. And then when we started the church the next summer, she drove every We had service Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. She drove to Fort Payne Friday night, drove back home. Drove Fort Payne Saturday night, drove back home just like you did. Ask her how many I preached to on Friday nights. About like this. About like this. I mean for weeks and months on end. To God just started drawing people. And Saturday nights was almost the same. And then the Friday night and Saturday night service started getting a greater anointing and deliverance than the Sunday services. <laughs> then people wanted to come Saturday and Friday and Saturday. But you gotta be faithful. You gotta hammer it out. You gotta dig it out. You gotta wait and see what God's gonna do. I've never seen so many preachers want to start at the top and work their way up. <laughs> you appreciate the Lord? When we come to the place, we're fixing to see the power of these two witnesses. It's a whole lot later than what y'all think. Y'all hear me? And then Daniel said, I see a people that do know their God. They shall be strong and do exploits and I asked God one time I said God what's an exploit he said turning the water to wine putting money in the fish's mouth multiplying the fish in loaves telling the sun to stand still part in the river Jordan he said them's exploits telling the sea and the winds to be still he said them's exploits he said a lot of people going to have healings and miracles he said but ain't a lot going to do exploits he said but there's going to be a people that's going to know their God Gonna be in a relationship with God. Gonna come to know Him in the power of His resurrection. He said, "Them people gonna do exploits. Them people gonna do exploits. Them people gonna walk straight and their shadows gonna heal the sick. <laughs> Them people gonna go down and fall on a dead body that fell out of the third loft and broke their neck, like Paul did." And then after he raised the young man from the dead, he had to sit there and listen to him preach to daylight. Doesn't listen to him preach to midnight. <laughs> raised him from the dead. He said, he's all right. Paul went on talk to daylight. Yeah. I'll say, Brother Matter, you can't. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> I can talk about Jesus, and I can talk about Jesus, and I can talk about Jesus, and I can talk about Jesus. What we sit outside on the deck yesterday morning talk about the Lord about two and a half, three hours. Spirit of God, the Lord started dealing about some things and she started telling me about it and we just started talking about the Lord and it's probably three hours. We just sat out there and talked about the Lord. You get, don't talk to me about sports. I can't stand for somebody to talk about the Word of God and how God's moving and then their next clip or text or post is about some football game. Or I'm sorry, you carnal. You love football, go for it. But don't mix the Spirit of God and things of this world. You'll lose me in a heartbeat and I won't have one bit of confidence in how God uses you. I don't care. 
Bible said to be carnally minded is death. Be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I'm looking for life and peace. I ain't looking. Hallelujah. Y'all appreciate the Lord today? And if you look in Isaiah 24, that tells you where the earth's going to reel to and fro. But the very last thing in this instruction from the Lord was Psalms 91, where the Lord said He'd have a people that would abide in the shadow of the Almighty, that the angels of the Lord would keep them. Read Psalms 91 when it starts out. It said, He that abideth in the secret place abideth in the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord was dealing with me about that other morning and I looked at my wife I said you realize that's the kingdom don't you? She said really? I said yeah that secret place of the most high where you abide under the shadow of the almighty where can't nothing touch you error can't touch you destruction evil ain't no plague ain't no evil befall you no plague come nigh your dwelling for his angels will keep charge over thee bear thee up lest at any time thy day I said that's the kingdom she said oh my God she said when God reveals it it's that simple I said it's that simple it's that simple that's the kingdom and David prophesied about them hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born Amen. Thousands of years for this generation right now is coming forward. David's seen them. David's seen them. Don't have to be afraid of the terror that by night or the arrow that flieth at night. The terror, I can't, can't remember it all. Let me turn over and get it. I'm fixing the clothes. Man, I appreciate this today. I hope y'all appreciate this today. I'm going to tell you something. We don't stir ourselves up. We're going to lose this. And I ain't losing this. I put 45 years of my life in this, and I've done without a lot of things that my natural man wanted to do. The only thing I've ever asked God is to take care of my family. That's the only thing I ever asked the Lord, and the Lord provided for my family. That's the only thing I ever left. I said, I don't want riches. I don't want wealth. I don't want fancy cars or houses. Or I said, just provide for my family. Take care of my kids. Be sure we got what we need. And God always took care of us. But in Psalms 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings. Shalt thou trust, his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastest at new day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Y'all realize that's us? We are that people that God's bringing forth in this this is the kingdom <laughs> y'all want to see the kingdom in the Old Testament here it is this is the kingdom only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked 
because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone all this is in that prophecy all this in the instruction of the Lord but it actually it was the word of the Lord coming to me last Sunday morning at 5 o'clock I mean I come out of that bed and I sat down at that computer and I started typing God speaking to me and I was typing God speaking to me and I was typing I said hold on Lord you're going too fast God speaking to me and I was typing for about an hour and a half to two hours God talked to me we're coming forth but we got to put our hand to the plow start using what God's give you start putting in action what God's give you that lady that called us last night y'all remember they come visited the church here probably back in the spring y'all remember them coming the penners she said brother matter she said I can be on the telephone talking to somebody about business and she said, next thing I know, the Spirit of the Lord's on me, and I'm prophesying to him, speaking the word of the Lord to him, and you can hear him on the other end just a bawling. She said, I went to a big convention. I'm not going to call the preacher's name, but she's, she's friends with his mother. She said, I call his mother all the time, and we pray about things. And she said, well, if you call my son, she said, no, and I ain't going to. You call him. <laughs> Tell him what I... She said, I went to a big convention, and she said there was about 15 or 20 young ladies from London that they flew over here to be in that convention she said the spirit of the Lord come on me she said all these big preachers around got churches run five, six, seven hundred and thousands she said the word, fell, the word of the Lord fell on me and she said I ministered to every one of them girls she said I even ministered to some of them preachers she said because they didn't have a word for these people she said they didn't have a word for them Y'all hearing me? God's got a people that's standing up. And it's time to quit worrying about all this other stuff. You start praying for God to help you narrow some of these natural things down. God will start helping you. God will start giving you the faith. I didn't come by this faith overnight. I might have been out there preaching for 22 years, but we had to trust God. We learned to trust God way back there. But now to trust God to meet every need when I'm not out there preaching, that's a big step. I know if I go out there and preach that people will help me, but I'm not going to go out there and preach just to get an offering. Never have, never will. When I didn't know where to go, what to do when I was on the evangelistic field, I stayed still. I wasn't going somewhere just getting an offering, Sister Pat. Never have, never will. I'll I'll suffer and go through things people won't even know what we're dealing with we went through a hard time in 2008 I thought we was going to lose everything we had couldn't get people in Fort Payne give nothing couldn't even pay my light bill having to sell stuff back then to pay the light bill going to Fort Payne preaching two or three times a week people just got to where they wouldn't give spirit sat down on what was it God trying my faith but I come through you know what the worst thing about that was? 
I lost six or seven guns in our fire because I had them up in the attic, didn't have room to put them in my gun safe. They'd burn up, and then there's some people give me some guns, and I replaced a few. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you got guns sit down there in your safe. You ain't put your hands on five or six years, maybe longer. He said, you sell them. And he said, don't you touch one dime. You put them in missions. <laughs> and I did. I sold them. I mean, several hundred dollars, and we had bills. And I brought that money and gave it to her. And I said, now. You put it in missions. Don't you touch one dime. She said, oh, oh, that was hard to do. But I'm going to tell you something. When we done it, God flipped everything, started, started moving for us. Obedience is what he's looking for. Obedience. Obedience is what God was looking for. So, you see God blessing us. Don't you criticize me. Don't you criticize me. Don't you come against me. Because we've been put to the test more than once. And we've been put to the test set an example because some of y'all are going to come where we're at financially. You're going to reach that place, you ain't going to worry about what you're going to eat. You ain't going to worry about what you're going to put on. You're going to reach that place, you're going to know God's going to provide it because He's bringing the people that's going to buy it in the shadow of the Almighty. Y'all hear me? He ain't going to do it overnight, but He's going to do it. Start seeking Him about it. Start asking Him to teach you, to train you, to help you have that kind of faith, start asking him. Don't just jump up and say, well, I believe God, I'm going in more and quit my job. <laughs> you mess up. But, if you do it gradual and pray, God put that spirit in you and he'll start teaching you how. Amen. Do you appreciate this word today? There is a people. Psalms 91 is coming forth. Let's put our hand to the plow. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to put a Wednesday night service on live stream or I'm going to live stream the Bible study, but I know I'm fixing to put some stuff on YouTube. I do know that. I'm trying to get a hold of this brother in India that Sister Patty ministered to me. Well, he's an Indian, but he lives in Germany. Hadn't been able to get in contact with him. Yeah, I've tried four or five times. I said, God, you told me to get in touch with him. It's in your hands. Did you get his attention? Because God said this word fixing to go from nation to nation to nation to nation. And he said, then you are going to go from nation to nation to nation. And he said, I'll give you the finances. I went back over that word. I wrote it down went back over it. God said, then I'm going to give you the means, the finances to go from nation to nation. First, we're going to preach this word. And it's going to go to these nations. And then I'm going to go establish churches. That's what God called me to do. Lord told me in April of 2015, He said, You're going to, He said, establish many churches. Plant. He said, You're going to plant many churches. And said, Be careful what you plant. He said, Because it's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up. I'm planting, and it's coming up. Amen. What's up, y'all, to help water and cultivate it? So let's thank God for what He's doing. I'm excited. Sister Deborah, I'm excited about you getting the Bible study started. I am. I believe you're going to help a lot of people. There's more in you than what you realize. And you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be inferior. You don't have to. There's a strong faith in you. 
And it ain't preaching. It's just talking to people, ministering to them by the Spirit of God. You help a lot of people. You help a lot of people. Once we start helping people and being obedient to the voice of the Lord, the Lord's going to draw them. The Lord's going to draw them. And it won't be long. You may not even have room to get people in your house. Because things are going to wax worse and worse. Y'all know things are going to wax worse and worse? Y'all think this is the end of these storms? Oh, no, this is just the beginning. Y'all think this is just the end of things like Harvey? No, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Go back and listen to the word of the Lord that fell on me in November of 2014. About the last service, I preached at church in Fort Payne. November 9, 2014, where I prophesied God took the kingdom from the church world. Prophesied all them earthquakes. Fixing to hit over New Zealand and over. Some of them's already happened. God said there'd be one devastate North Korea. And I've been praying, God, set it down on them. Because they have a devastating earthquake. They ain't going to be worried.